Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome everyone to my morning podcast. This is Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys know we're going to go in. You know God likes to go on the inside. He said man looks at the outside. But how many of you know that God says, I am looking at the heart? God is interested on what's going on on the inside. I dropped by briefly for a second, for a moment. I'm just going to be with you, I guess, for a second, for a moment. It's really whatever the Lord says. Because, you know, guys, I got to know, I got to know, I got to know. Are you letting patience have its perfect work? We're going to deal with that. We're going to go in. We're going on the inside. We're going to deal with that issue in the name of Jesus. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. You said we're two or three are joined together. There you are in the midst. Holy Spirit, we ask that you give us a rhema word, that you make this word alive unto us, Father God. That in a revelation knowledge will be imparted unto us, Father. We will not just be hearers of your word, Father God. But we will be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. We will be doers of your word so we can bring forth good fruit and we will learn to be patient so we can walk in the fruits of the spirit. For out of patience comes the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit are made manifest through patience. Therefore, Father God, as we come together today, this day, we ask that you open our eyes so we can see what you're saying, that you open our ears so we can hear what you're saying, Father God. For flesh and blood does not reveal your word to us, Father, but it's you, you, it's it's our Father in heaven that gives us rhema word, Father. We thank you for a rhema word, a life-changing word, Father, for our heart desire is to fulfill your desire. You said, he who hunger and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled, Father God. And we just say, Lord, we don't want our way. We want your way. We don't want our will. We want your will, Lord. And so we ask that you fill us and you feed us. For you say, he who hunger and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. So, Father God, we come before you with a humble heart and a hungry heart, hungering and thirsting after your will, after your way, after what you want, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys again for joining in. This is again the Pearlie Martin. You guys follow me on my podcast page, Pearlie Martin Podcast. I'm sitting up here at this track. I was getting ready to walk, but this thing got too cold. But um, we're, get, we're getting ready to dig in. We're getting ready to go in. And my question to you is, are you letting patience have its perfect work? <laughs> Let's go in. We're going to start with um, Galatians 6 and 9, the English Standard Version. It says, let, uh, uh, let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So what do you mean? We're going to reap if we do not. We're going to have to have patience. How many of you know we're going to need patience not to give up? Because without patience, we're going to grow weary in doing good. We're going to get tired of doing good. I tell people all the time, you know what? Don't get, never get tired of doing good. Never get tired of doing the right thing. You know, and the reason we get tired of doing the right thing is because we begin to lose hope, right? When we begin to lose hope or faith, when we begin to lose faith, that's when we get tired of doing good. Romans 8 and 25 English Standard Version say, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So when we begin to grow impatient, 
will come up off the promise. And this is what the devil wants. This is why he wants us to bring bring us off into the seeing realm. But God said that the just shall live by faith and not by sight. In other words, we got to walk by what we believe and not by what we see. Don't let the devil throw you off by what you can see. God said, I need you to walk by what you believe and not by what you see. Don't let the devil bring you off into this carnal, natural realm where we start judging people based upon what we can see. Know no man according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the just shall walk by faith, the just shall live by faith. Why is this? Because the just, which is those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, must first believe not only that he exists, but he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It takes faith to believe in a God that you cannot see. So, And, and know this, that believing is not just enough because even devils believe and tremble, right? So how many of you know that we act on what we believe to be true? So if we're acting nasty, that's because we're believing something nasty. If we're acting negative, that's because we're believing something negative. If we're acting uh, deceitful, that's because deceit is in our heart and we're believing a deceitful lie. But if we're acting positive, then that's, you know, when we're acting on the word of God, that's how we know that we believe the word of God. Let's be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. Hold on, wait a minute. You know, this is for mature audience and you know that there is no condemnation in this, but we got to face the truth in order to grow from faith to faith. We got to jump over those hurdles in order to get to the next level. So here we're going to, today, we're going to jump another hurdle. And we're going to understand why it's so important that we must allow patience to have his perfect work. Because without patience, believe it or not, our faith is not going to be able to endure. Our faith is not going to be able to stand because patience is going to undergear everything. Without, it was through faith and patience that we inherit the promise. The Bible says that we're going to have need of patience after we've done the will of God. After we've done what God has told us to do. After he said, be kind to this evil person. After he said, bless those that curse you. After he said, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, whatever the situation is. After we prayed for our loved ones, after we prayed for our friends, after we're going to have need of patience because after we've done whatever it is that God told us to do, then we're going to have to wait for God to manifest whatever he said he would do because it's already finished. It's already done. So we're going to have need of patience after we prayed the word of God. We're going to have to have patience so we can wait on God. After we've done the will of God, we're going to have need of patience for the will of God to manifest. We're going to have to wait on God. It's through faith and patience. Faith and patience work together. They're power twins. We can have faith, but if we don't have patience, we're not going to be able to endure to the end. James 1 and 4 NLT says, let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So when we become anxious, it's because we're not having patience. Let patience have its perfect work, mature. Let it, that patience will grow us up, that you may be mature, perfect, complete, entire, wanting like nothing. An immature person is an impatient person. Without patience, let me tell you, everything is hindered on patience. This is why I said, let patience have its perfect work. The reason sometimes we're not receiving the manifestation of the promise is because we're fainting and we're giving up. 
remember Galatians 6 and 9, let us not grow, get tired of doing good. When we're operating, when we're standing on a promise in patience, we're not going to grow weary. Because <laughs> patience is long-suffering. Patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, so when we're, when we're standing in faith and patience, you know how they talk about that bulldog faith? That's the kind of faith that don't let go. That's that that's patience, really what they're talking about. Faith and patience is through faith and patience that we inherit the promise. Faith is not going to, your faith is not going to be able to stand if you don't have patience. Because without patience, you're going to give up on people real quick. Okay. We're going to give up on the promise. We're going to give up on whatever promise that God has told, gave us. If we don't have patience. We're going to give up. So again, Galatians 6 and 9, English Standard Version, God is encouraging us. He said, let us not get tired. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Let us not be so quick to give, to stop doing good to our family members, to, to others, doing whatever it is that God say do, because God is good, right? So his word is good. Let us not get tired of doing the right thing. I always tell people, don't get tired, never get tired of doing the right thing, because in due season, you're going to reap the good that you sow. We don't just reap evil, but we reap good. We don't just reap, reap the evil things we sow, but we reap the good things that we sow. So let us not get tired of doing good. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season, he didn't say, we know, come on now. We know that when we plant a seed in the ground, an apple seed, it's going to take time for that, tr that apple tree to appear. So we understand the process. We understand the process of growth. So that's how we have to understand the same way we understand the, the natural process of maturation the, of growth. That's the same way we have to understand the maturation or the spiritual, um, spiritual growth. So we have to be patient with ourselves. Okay, because we're not know-it-alls, okay? So we have to be patient with ourselves as we're growing from faith to faith. And we have to be patient with others as they're growing from faith to faith. Right? We have to let patience have its perfect work. So we are mature, complete, lacking, and wanting nothing. We got to let patience have its perfect work. That patience have its perfect work. Are we letting patience, if you're feeling yourself becoming anxious, every time you feel yourself becoming anxious, know that you're, that's the devil trying to get you to come off, off uh, your faith. And that's because you need to let, we need to let. Thank you for joining us, joining back in. This is Pearlie Martin. Thank you for joining us, joining back in. So we can finish up on our segment talking about patience are you letting your patience work your patience is going to undergird our faith let's jump right back on in um hebrews 6 and 12 it says through faith and patience that's how we're going to inherit the promise so faith and patience is power twins faith and patience they work together without patience your faith really is not going to be able to stand that's why he say, don't grow, get tired of doing good. Because in due season, you'll reap what you sow if you don't give up. When we want to give up, that's because patience, we're not allowing patience to work. We're getting tired of waiting. When we get tired of waiting, that's when we want to give up. 
Also, we have to understand that faith work it by love. Faith work it by love. Faith, patience, and love, they, they're power twins. They all go together. Because without love, our faith won't work. Okay? Without love, our work, because our motive must be love in everything that we do. Our motive must be love, because God is love. And God tells us that whatever we do in word or deed, to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He says, so faith work it by love. Our motive and our mission in life for everything we do must be love. First Corinthians 13 and 1 tells us that if I speak human or angelic tongues, this is a Christian standard version, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clinging uh, symbol. It doesn't matter how eloquent of speech we have. It doesn't matter what type of theology, eology, or how we can sing with the voice of angels. But if we have not love, we're just a clingling, empty vessel. How many of you know, I, I spoke about this the other day, don't confuse the gift. Don't confuse the gifts and callings, the gift that we have as being in fellowship with the Lord, because we know he told them, he said, but Lord, I prophesied in your name. I cast out devils in your name. And the Lord said, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, because I never knew you. Don't confuse the gift as with you. The gift comes from God. And this is why he told the disciples, he said, you need to rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. You don't need to rejoice because you cast out a devil. Why? Because it was the spirit of God that cast out the devil of God. And when the gifts of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, whatever, the teaching gift, the singing gift, the, the helps ministry, whatever the gift is, whatever it is that we're good at is a gift that came from God. Let's not get caught up in that. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. What is it that we have that we did not receive? Let's not get thrown off and let's not become prideful and haughty and self-righteous because God has put a gift in us. Because I'm telling you, when that gift, they're without repentance. So we can take the gift and we can use it to glorify God or we can take the gift and we can use it to glorify the devil. Whoever we yield our members to, the Bible says, that's who we serve it to. Okay, if we want to yield our members to righteousness, then we're servants of good of God, if we want to yield our members to unrighteousness, then we become servants of the devil. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. In other words, when God gives you a gift or a calling, he's not going to take it from you. Who you choose to use it to serve, that's going to be your choice and your decision. But God does not take the gift from us. Okay, so I'm we're talking about how faith and patience go together. You'll have need of patience but after you've done the will of God, don't go weary in doing good because weariness comes when we lose patience, right? We have to be patient. We have to be patient with people because love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. Okay, but I'm right here, I'm on 1 Corinthians 13. Um, I'm on 2 now. I'm English Christian Standard Version. It says, if I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. I'm trying to, this is what I'm saying. Don't confuse the gifts because the gifts are operating as you being all right with God, because that's not what this means. We can have faith to move mountains because the gifts and callings are without God. Look at this. God used a donkey. Okay. That should be enough right there. 
If, and he said he would make the rocks cry out if we wouldn't praise him. So gifts come from God, but character is developed by us. We got to have character to go with the call. It doesn't matter. This is why I tell people I'm not impressed by how well you sing, how well you preach, how well you teach. None of that. None of your accolades. None of that. The only thing that impresses me is the fruits of the spirit. Do you have love? Because if you don't have love, you're just a tingling, clingling, gonging vessel. You're empty and you're void. Hold on, wait a minute. There is no condemnation in it. We have to hear the truth to be set free from a lie. Remember, Jesus told us in John, if you are my disciple, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set us free. I don't know about you, but today, this is why I say this podcast is for mature audience only. Do you want to grow? The only way we're going to grow to a new level is we got to know something new and not just know it. But this word will not return. It will not fall on deaf ears. If we're wanting to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory, we're going to have to let God go in and deal with those inner issues. Some of us have rejection issues and we're operating in the gifts and we are crushing and breaking people because we have not love. We have to allow love. We have to add love to the gift. Love must be our motive for everything that we do. Because when love is not our motive for what we do, then what we do is an evil thing. It's not a good thing. Remember when the the, uh, the Mary Magdalene came and poured that expensive perfume on Jesus' feet and she wiped his feet with her hair? And then Judas stood up there talking about, oh, we could have did something else with this money. We could have used this money to give it to the poor. You know, in other words, this is a waste. But Jesus already knew who Judas was. That Judas spirit, it it grinds me, it grieves me on the inside. That's that Judas spirit, that spirit of greed. He didn't care anything about the poor. He wanted that money for himself because he was stealing out the money bag. That's why another reason he betrayed Jesus because he loved money more than he loved God. He betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver coins because he loved money more than he loved God. And when we love money more than we love God, we too will compromise to get the things that we want. Father, help us, forgive us. There is no condemnation. Jesus said you can't serve God in mammon. That's a spirit, the spirit of money. We can't serve God in mammon. The deceitfulness of riches. That's how he steal the word from us through the deceitfulness of riches. Okay, I'm trying to stick with this right here. But, um. But if I, I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I have any, and if I give away all my possessions, if I give away every stitch of clothes you give me and every stitch of clothes God gave me, okay? And if I give over my body in order to boast, to, to works, making it look like, oh, look what I did. Ooh, look what I did. See, God knows our motive for everything that we do. It can be a good thing. But I'm telling you, we need to get delivered from this root of rejection. Because the root of rejection, it wants to be seen. This root of rejection, it wants to be the center. And God will have no other gods before us. We need to be healed on the inside. So that our gifts will operate through a pure heart. And we won't be crushing and being deceitful with people. We need to have a pure heart. Lord, we say it all the time. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Let my motive be your motive. 
do we mean this? In order for God to create in us a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit, we must be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to go on the inside to show us ourselves. We must be willing to take the plank out of our own eye so we can clearly see the splinter in our brother's eye. When we have a plank in our eye, we'll do the very thing that somebody did to us to, and say it was a terrible thing and then can't see when we do it to someone else. Are we justifying those wrong behaviors? But I got a gift. The gift comes from God. That's nothing to brag about. I cast out devils. No, you didn't cast out devils. The spirit of God cast out the devils. Devils have to obey the name of Jesus. No condemnation. There is no condemnation. I'm going to sit here for a second because I want us to realize and understand how important it is that we have to have love operating in everything that we do. Faith work it by love, but faith also work it through patience. Because without patience, we're not going to be able to endure. We're not going to be able to stand. You know, the Bible tells us to endure hardness like a good soldier. Without patience, we're not going to be able to endure hardness like a good soldier. The Bible say, let patience have its perfect work. Tribulations work patience. Patience produce character. Tribulations work at patience and patience produce character. I like to tell people, no, it didn't feel good. No, it don't feel good. Trouble don't feel good, but trouble is working some things together for your good. If you will remain steadfast and immovable and always abounding in the things of the Lord while you're enduring this hardship, while you're enduring this tribulation, if you'll remain kind to people when they're being evil to you, if you'll continue to treat your spouse good when he's treating you evil, I'm telling you that the word of God will not return void, but your motive can't be so he going to be better to me. Your motive always has to be, Lord, let my spouse love you more than he loves me. Because a man who does not love God cannot love you like God. And that can't be our motive either. Our motive in everything that we do has to be love. We are called to be ministers of reconciliators. We're called to reconcile people back to Christ. We're not called to judge people. We're called to love people. And we are called to judge ourselves. The Bible says that if we judge ourselves, we won't have to be judged. I'm, I'm just going to sit there for a minute. There's no condemnation in it. I know the word is kind of hard because you know what? We've had so much entertainment. We have so much church entertainment. We've had a lot of entertainment. We had a lot of entertainment. But we're going to have to be rooted and grounded. This is a serious season that we're in. We're near the end. We're in perilous days. We're going to have to be rooted and grounded. And persecution is going to be greater. Because those who choose to live for Christ, they're going to have to, uh, they're going to be persecuted. People are going to talk about you because you don't want to get the shot. People are going to talk about you because your, your faith, you know, you don't believe some of the things that they believe. It's going to, the, the anointing on your life is going to, like, the, uh, it's going to separate us. The anointing destroys the yoke. But it's those who endure to the end that shall be saved. It's through pay, faith and patience that we will in, uh, we will receive the promise. The remnant will be will stand for the sons of God. The earth is tra travailing, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. The remnant is going to be the ones that's going to set the standard because the remnant 
is not going to bend. The remnant is not going to bow. The remnant is going to say, for Jesus I live and for Jesus I die. That's the remnant. The remnant is not going to be moved. They're not going to be swayed, tossed, and swayed by every doctrine. Wind of doctrine. The, the remnant is going to stick to the word. They're going to say what the word say, and they're not going to come up off of it. This is what they say, oh, bulldog faith. No, this bulldog faith is having faith working with patience. Because when you are a patient person, you can you will be able to endure to the end. It's not just faith alone, but it's faith and patience. It's not just faith alone, but it's faith and love. It's not just faith alone, but it's faith and works. Because we have to be doers of the word and not hearers only if we want to see the promise manifesting in our lives. Some of you have given up on things. You've, what, what has happened? You started off running well. You started off believing God. You started off with faith that can move mountains. What happened? You got tired of doing good. And so when we get tired of doing good, we got tired of believing that that loved one was going to change. We got tired of believing that the spouse was going to change. We got tired of waiting on God for the promises to manifest. So now when we get tired, we give up. He said, don't grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap what we sow. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap and we do not give up. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? The evidence of things not seen. I like to ask people the question, what are you hoping for? Hopeless people are very dangerous people. Because hopeless people don't really don't have a sense of purpose. And so when we have no sense of purpose, Proverbs says that a man without a vision casts off restraints and run wild. So what are you hoping for? What faith is the substance of things hoped for? What are you believing for? What is it that you have your faith in? The reason you, the reason we're not able to stand long is because of the lack of patience. You start believing for a minute, you believe for a week or two, and but because of the cares of the world and the ceaselessness of riches, the parable of the source says, Jesus tells us in Matthews, the enemy is able to come and steal the word. We're no longer believing what God said. Make sure that your faith is in what God is saying and your faith is not grounded and rooted in doctrines of demons. Make sure you're, because see, don't let your fears activate your faith. Make sure that what you're believing is what God is saying. Because the only word that God has to watch over to perform is his word. This is why it's so important that we get in the word of God. We cannot know God's good, acceptable, and perfect will without knowing his word. This is why I say be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind. We have to be patient during transformation. We have to be patient with ourselves, okay? Because we're not perfect. We don't know everything. We got to be patient with others in during the transformation process. Change is a process. It's going to take time. For people to change. It's going to take time. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for that person to change or waiting for God to transform this person's life, you have to be patient with this person. You have to be kind. Don't judge them. You have to love them. Be kind with the, you. Be kind. God loves people. You know what? God loves people. So if God loves people, though, he said the way that you know that we have love, the love of God is in us, is by the love that we have for others. If we abide in love, then God is abiding in us, and, uh, and, um, and we abide in him. 
And the way you'll know my disciples is by the love they have for one another. Love is the signature. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. He didn't say you'll know them by the gift. Because as we're reading here in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, he's saying if you have, if you speak human or as an angel, it doesn't matter how eloquent your speech is. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have. None of that stuff don't matter. It doesn't matter. You can have faith to move mountains. None of this stuff don't matter. You can, you can want to help people and do all kinds of stuff. But I'm telling you, you can, if your, if your motive is not love. It's just a tingling gong. It's empty. It's an empty vessel with a gift flowing. Because the gifts and callings are without repentance. We must have character to go with the call. We must have character to go with the gift. All the fruits of the Spirit is going to be birthed through patience. This is why I say you, we need to let patience have its perfect work. This is why I say an immature person is an impatient person. Because, I mean, really think about it. A baby is impatient. They kick and they scream because they want what they want when they want it. That's a sign of impatience. We have to let patience have its perfect work. When we start to feel ourselves getting tired, when we start to feel ourselves growing weary, when we start to feel ourselves feeling hopeless, that's because patience is not working. We, know, we still know the Bible verse. And don't confuse knowing Bible verses as being spiritually mature. When we're spiritually mature, we will bear fruit. That's the sign of maturity, maturation. When you put that seed, from the time you put that seed in the ground, because you can't just eat, even when you see the little green tomato come up, it's still not time. You still can't eat from that tree because that tomato is not quite ripe yet. We have to wait till it grow, till it blooms into full maturation before other people can eat off your tree. Some people are eating off the gift and they're not eating off the fruit. It's a difference between gifts of the spirit and fruits of the spirit. This is why Jesus never said you would know them by the gifts of the spirit because the gifts come from God. But the fruit has to do with us. Without being patient, the fruit of the spirit is not going to manifest. If I plant an apple seed in the ground today and I begin to get impatient because I say it's taking too long and I go and dig up that seed or I start digging up the soil, I start messing with the roots it's not going to mature. It's not going to grow because we was not patient and we did not allow patience to do what it needed to do in order for that tree to grow to maturation. And so we're sabotaging people. We got gifts. We got pastors and churches putting people in positions that they have no fruits of the spirit. People cannot eat from the tree. They cannot eat the fruit from the tree because the tree is bitter. Because there is no love. But we promote people based on gift and not character. We base people in positions based on gift and they have no love. They mean and evil as a snake. And so they're crushing and breaking people's spirits. Because we have no love. Hold on. Wait a minute. Don't run when correction comes. Because that's how we grow. God chastised those that he loved. Hold on, wait a minute. There is no condemnation in it. 
but faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful is the kiss of an enemy. A friend will tell you something, and it may hurt the flesh. Know this, the spirit is fine. The only thing that's hurting and suffering is that flesh. And I say to you, we need to let our flesh suffer. But I'm trying to finish here at 1 Corinthians 13. It says, uh, we can have all of this faith. If we, we can have faith to move mountains. We can give away every stitch of clothes we have. We can feed the hungry. We can, we can house the, the homeless. We can do all these things. I'm telling you. Man looks at the outside. Man will look at you and say that you're impressed. But someone who can discern you will say, you know what? You're a mess. And you know what? We need to get delivered from this self-righteous, prideful spirit. This haughty spirit, I'm up here and you down here. The, these rules apply to you, but these rules don't apply to me. How many of you know that the word of God applies to us all? It's the same. This stuff that I'm saying to you, it applies to me too. This is, this applies to me too. It's not me up here and you down here. No, there's no big eyes or little U's in the body of Christ. But the body says, let him who is mature, if you see your brother or sister in a fault, go to them to correct them. Why? Because a mature person is a patient person. We got to know how to handle people. God loves people. And when you see somebody in the middle of coming to Christ, the worst thing you want to do is crush them. Do not do that. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve him. People is God. Our goal is we're fishermen of men. We're ministers of reconciliators. We're ambassadors of Christ. We're called to uh, reconcile people back to God. Okay. We're called to be a light in the world. We cannot be deceitful in handling God's people. Okay. Because he will send somebody along like an, a prophet or apostle to uncover you. We cannot be deceitful in handling God's people. Let's, Father, we rebuke every religious spirit, every self-righteous spirit in the name of Jesus. How many of you know God loves people and he is in the people business? Judge not lest you be judged. We're called to judge ourselves, not other people. He said if we judge ourselves, we will not have to be judged. So we need to ask God for wisdom when we're dealing with people. Lord, I see this. How do you want me to handle this? And sometimes, I'm going to teach on this, about the ministry of Christ. How Jesus dealt with people. Some people he had to be real firm with because of the condition of the heart. He dealt with the religious people really firm. Leave them alone, he said. Let the blind lead the blind. They all fall in a ditch. But then he took the woman who was caught in adultery and he said, let him without sin cast the first stone. He was rebuking the religious crowd because you can't judge her. The reason people can't judge other people is because people aren't perfect. Imperfect people, it's a difference in when the word of correction, when the Lord gives someone a word of correction, it's, that word is going to correct, a corrective word uh, given in love will bring that person to repentance. Jesus said to that woman who was caught in adultery, he said, where are those who condemn you? Where are those who's talking about what you do but can't see what they do? So Jesus brought it to their attention in order to, we have to take the plank out of our own eye before we start judging. Let me tell you what goes with that judgmental spirit, backbiting. That judgmental spirit is connected to a spirit of deceitfulness. 
smiling in your face and plotting and planning behind your back. That's a spirit. That's what that judgment, self-righteous religious spirit does. And the Holy Spirit says that the that religious spirit that's holding his people hostage will come down today in the name of Jesus if we're willing to repent of it. Because a religious spirit is a self-righteous spirit. And a religious spirit is a spirit that cannot see the plank in their own eye. But when we think about ourselves, if we'll think about ourselves, when, when correction comes, it's a difference in judging someone and correcting someone. Correction brings conviction. Judgment brings condemnation. Correction brings conviction. Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world, but I came to convict them, to convince them that they are in need of a Savior. And I'm telling you, if these religious spirits don't stop it, you're going to see more prophetic people. You're going to see that you're going to get a visit from the prophet. You're going to get a, a visit from an apostle. You're going to get a, re, a visit from Jehu. And he's going to come up in there and destroy and tear down all that false stuff. Today is the day we harden not our heart. If we harden not our heart, do not harden your heart. Because today is another good day to say yes to God and to do things God's way. We got to quit with this being religious. We got to quit with this. There's no condemnation. I'm just saying that we want to grow from faith to faith. I don't know about you, but when I stand before the Lord, I want him to be able to say, my heart desire, Lord, is to fulfill your desire. We have to have a hungry heart for the things of God. Not a form of godliness. That root of rejection got you thinking about what are people thinking about me. And when we're thinking more concerned about what people think about us, it's, we're not doing what we're doing unto the Lord. We're doing it to impress the people. But it's not about impressing people. It's about impressing Jesus. And a heart that's sold out to the Lord Jesus Christ is a pure heart. Let's get this right. When God said that Abraham was a friend of his, he didn't make he didn't say that because Abraham was perfect. He said that because Abraham's heart was pure. And if God asked him for something or to do something, he knew that Abraham would do it. He believed God. It was accounted, his faith was accounted unto him as righteousness. And Abraham was called a friend of God because he believed God. Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. I, you know, God gives it to me like that. Just black and white, simple. Probably when you don't believe me, you call me a liar. And I, I don't know about you, but it crushes me. It crushes my heart. And it draws me to repentance to hear my father say that. It crushes me. And it draws me to repentance. And we need to let our doubt draw us to repentance. Father, forgive us. Forgive us, Father. We say we're sorry to you. We say we're sorry to you, Father. Isn't that what we say when we offend people? We talk about being offended. We offend God all the time when we don't believe him, when we're speaking words contrary to him. We're offensive all the time. Who are we that God should even be mindful of us? He created us from the dust. Father, we say we sorry. We sorry. We sorry for not believing you. We sorry for not trusting you. 
We repent of not walking in love, not being lovely, not loving on others the way you love on us, because that's pride that keeps us. Unforgiveness is attached to pride. Yes, I said it. Let me tell you why, because unforgiveness sits us in a seat of judgment. You notice when you go into a courtroom, the judge sits high and everyone sits low. That's what unforgiveness. Next time you hold unforgiveness against someone, I want you to remember the courtroom, how the judge sits up high and everyone else sits down low. He has the highest seat in the room. That's the seat of judgment. The seat of judgment sits us in the highest seat in the room and it causes us to look down on others. But how many of you know that God says we must decrease so that he can increase? It's not about our will. It's not about our want. Whosoever shall hold on to their life will lose it. But whoever shall lose their life for Christ's sake shall find it. What are you saying, Farley? I'm saying that when we are bent on doing things our way and we refuse to yield and surrender to God's way, then God will let us have our way. And because they had knowledge of the truth, but they refused to believe the truth, the Lord let, gave them over to a reprobate mind. That's the danger of hardening your heart. Some people are losing their mind simply because they don't want to surrender their lives. Rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft. I've seen people lose their mind because they refuse. Some They call this stuff in, uh, 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 Alzheimer's, everything in Alzheimer's, honey. Some people are losing their natural born mind because they refuse to yield to Jesus Christ. Romans says that because they had knowledge of the truth, but because they refuse, this is the danger of rebellion. Okay, because what rebellion is, it's equal to the sin of witchcraft. And when the word of God brings it to our attention, we have got to be quick to repent. But rebellion, some of us is operating in witchcraft and don't even know it because witchcraft is equal. Rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft. We think that we can say we love God who we can't see and be nasty to people who we can see. And we think that that's okay. Hold on, wait a minute. There's no condemnation in it. But we got to know the truth because it's the truth, God's truth that sets us free from a lie. His word says, how if you say how can if you you cannot say that we love God who we can't see if you cannot love your brother who you can see if you say you love God who you can't see and you don't love your brother who you can see he said you are a liar l i a r father forgive us we're sorry father we're sorry we want to go and pretend to be holier than a thou but we got all this unforgiveness in our heart. Father, we are sorry. We repent of it. We repent of the self-righteous religious spirit. We repent of it. I am so familiar with the religious spirit. And the reason I'm so familiar with that spirit is because I operated in it as a baby Christian. I guard against it. You know what the Bible says? Be sober and be alert. Because your adversary is going about seeking whom he can devour. He's talking about we need to be sober and alert. And we need to keep our eyes on ourselves. Because he's coming around trying to see if, he, if someone he can devour. But we can't be ignorant of the devil devices. Because when we get in unforgiveness, that's a device of the devil. And when we get in unforgiveness, that's a straight open door for the devil to come in and operate in deception. 
that that's an open door for religion that's an open door for self-righteousness that's an open door for judgmental imperfect people cannot judge other people because imperfect people themselves are are imperfect the bible says if we judge ourselves we will not be judged if we judge ourselves we will not be judged. But when we judge others, he said, if you judge others with the same judgment you use to judge them, it will be measured back unto you. Have you ever, I don't know about you, but I've seen this operate where people uh, talk about other people and then the same thing come start happening to them. Why? Because with that judgment they rendered, a judgment is a sentence. You look at someone and you come on based on an assumption, based upon what they did. First of all, saw a carnal, okay? Because God, he said, man, look on the outside, but God looks at the heart. Okay, let me give you an example of what judgment is. Now, if King, God said King David was a man after his own heart, right? But how many, I bet most of us would have judged because without discerning of the spirit, that's what the discerning of the spirit is for. Because when we can discern stuff, we can properly judge stuff. Okay. But judgment is, is when you look at a person's outside behavior and then you base a judgment on the outside behavior. David, he slept with Bathsheba. David had Uriah, Bathsheba's husband killed. She, he set him up. He set him straight up. Have any of you set someone else up to be killed or to be slain or ruin their reputation? Okay, that's what that does. It ruins another person's reputation. Okay, so this is an example of judgment. I, I promise you that if David was here, we would have judged him wrong. Because looking at his action, but this is why we have to have the gifts of the spirit operating. Because the gifts of the spirit, words of knowledge, words of discerning of the spirit will let you know what you're dealing with. A discerning of the spirit will let you know if you're dealing with a good spirit or evil spirit. And discerning of spirits is not just to, to discern something evil. But discerning of spirits is to help you to see good things too. And when God shows you something evil, the first thing we need to do is go to him and say, Lord, give me wisdom. What do you want me to do with this? Because God is a redeemer. He will have you to correct this person in love, but in such a way that it will cause them to be sorry to God. That's if their heart is good. If the heart is evil, it's just going to harden them and they're going to become stiff-necked and rebellious and continue doing what they're doing. And that is on them and God. It's all on God. Our part is to speak what God say, to do what God say, and to love people. Love overcomes evil. But like I said, not only does love come overcomes evil in others, but love overcomes evil in us. Because when we walk in love, we can't be evil at the same time. So I'm trying to finish it here. We're on 1 Corinthians 13 and 4. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love is not boastful. Love is not arrogant. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. It's not about us. Love is, let me tell you this, when we, when we're led by the spirit of God, he, we, we definitely going to have to be flexible because he is going to cause our flesh to be inconvenient. He's going to call us out of our way. He's going to ask us to do some stuff that's going to be inconvenience for our flesh. How many of you know that God wants us to walk in the spirit? He said, when we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's not about us. We must decrease so God can increase. Whenever God 
uh, to ask you to do something, you need to be quick to do whatever it is he's asking you to do. Quit identifying with your, our flesh nature, and we have to identify with the spirit nature. What would Jesus want me to do? God didn't just stay inside the building, but he went to where the people were. Because he knew not everybody was going to be able to get to him. So he got up and he went to where they were. And even now, God says, I am a present help in your time of trouble. God said, I am a present help in your time of trouble. And who shall us call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm sitting right there for a minute. But here we go. 1 Corinthians 13. There's no condemnation because today is another day and we get to do what God say. And all, so today is another day. So if we heard some things in this podcast that we're not lining up with, there's no condemnation. We say, God, we're sorry. Godly sorrow, work of dependence on the salvation. Now, Lord, give me wisdom to know how to do what you say. Give me wisdom. We cannot justify our wrong behaviors. We have to look at our lives because the devil is looking to devour me. The devil is looking to devour you. And if he can get us in unforgiveness, if he can get us in self-righteous, if he can get us, sit us in the seat of judgment, if he can sit us in the seat of religion, where we have a form of godliness but deny the power. If he can sit us in those seats, then he can devour us. He's going about looking for someone to devour. A lot of times we be looking on the looking on the outside, looking for the enemy. No, but the look, the enemy is trying to gain access. The Bible says, "Give no place to the devil." And whenever we don't do what God say do, we give access to the devil in our lives. There's no condemnation, but we do have to have correction because without correction, we open ourselves up to deception. We cannot live a lifestyle contrary to God's word and expect deliverance. We can't walk with the devil and resist the devil. God said we must submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Then we can resist the devil and he'll have to flee. But we can't walk with the devil and resist the devil. We're going to have to give up one of them. We can't work to walk together. I cannot live a lifestyle contrary to what I know is true. And expect the blessings of God. Because what happens is, yes, we've been redeemed from the curse. But when we live a lifestyle contrary to God's word, when we live in unforgiveness, when we live in judgmental, when we live in just a lifestyle, we know that's contrary to what his words say. We put ourselves up under the curse. And then we start to say things like, it's hard, it's hard. Yes, because the Bible say that the way of the transgressor is hard. Why? Because when we're living a life that's contrary to God's word, God's will, God's way, we open ourselves up to the curse. And then we have to do it. We have to work from the sweat of our own brow. We're having to do it within our own ability because God is not helping us to live a lifestyle that's contrary to his. There's no condemnation, but we have to say these things because we got to come up out of some stuff because we are in the last days. We're near the end times. And a lot of people think because of their gift, they're going to be able to stand before God and be okay. But God is saying, you had a gift, but you had no character. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. I know this is a hard word. But a uh, hard word is for hard hearts. There's no condemnation. Because guess what? When our heart is tender towards God, we'll be able to receive a hard word 
and we will be able to repent and say, here I am, Lord, deliver me, save me, set me free. I am so sorry to you. I didn't know that I was that judge sitting up high, looking down on everyone else that was low. Forgive me, Lord. How can imperfect people judge other imperfect people? We're called to judge ourselves. We're called to take the plank out of our own eye. But when we do see error and the Lord allow us to discern something that's not right, we go before God and we say, God, show me what to do with this. Because God is a redeemer. And even in his correction, it's always meant to draw people to repentance. Even when he corrected the woman that was caught in adultery, he said to her, where are those who, who condemn you? She said, I don't know, Lord. He said, neither do I. But he said, go and sin no more. He corrected her. He said, I don't come to condemn you either. But I want you to go and sin no more. In other words, don't do this anymore. Why? Because this is not beneficial to you. This is hurting you. This is not helping you. So when we correct people, we want to correct them in a way that's loving and caring. So even when, when it's time to correct someone, we need to say, Lord, give me wisdom. But I'm telling you, judgment is going to begin in the house of the Lord. So you're going to be seeing more prophets raised up. You're going to see the apostolic anointing in greater operation. Because the apostolic anointing, when it comes to a house, it comes to bring correction. Read the read the read the uh the 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 um the gospels. Look at how the apostles operated. That's the apostolic anointing. They'll come up in there and they'll flip the tables. Why? Why is that? Because God likes order. We must have order in the house, and that religious spirit has got to go. That religious spirit, we call it down. Right now, in the name of Jesus, that Pharisee tribe spirit has self-righteous religious spirit has got to go in Jesus' name. And the reason why we can't love people like God love them is because of this religious Pharisee, Sadducee spirit. And we call it down. We cast it down in the name of Jesus. Who are we and who do we think we are? Are we greater than God? Because if God can love imperfect people, who do we think we are? Father, we're sorry, and we ask that you forgive us and teach us to love the way you love. Help us to see people the way you see people. When you can, we can see people the way God see people, then we'll be able to love people the way God love people. Um, I did a prior podcast on that, seeing others the way God sees us. There's no condemnation because guess what? Today is another good day. And the word of God is the power of God on the salvation. The word of God, as we continue in his truth, Jesus said, if you, if you are my disciples indeed, and if you continue my truth, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This is the spiritual laxative. We say it, Lord, creating me a clean heart, but do we mean it? We say, Lord, renewing us a right spirit, but do we mean it? A right spirit. Our, our mission in, in all of this as believers is to walk in the love of God. I'm getting ready to end it here. 1 Corinthians 13, 7. It bear, love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hope all things and endures all things. Wow, the last thing it says is that love endure all things. Because we got to have patience. All of the fruits of the Spirit is coming out of love. Then it goes, love never ends. 
But as for prophecy, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. We don't know the whole story. We don't know why the Lord says in two weeks. That's just prophesying in part. He hasn't showed us the whole thing. Um, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, thought as a child, reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish behaviors. For now we see only a reflection of, the, of a mirror. Um, now those three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these three is love. And we have not, we can have faith, but if we don't have love, and we can't, to have love, love is patient, love is kind, love is gentle. Without patience, the fruits of the Spirit is not going to operate. We're not going to be able to grow from faith to faith without patience. So we got to let patience have its perfect work, because patience is going to help us to grow up. An impatient person is an immature person, and they judge things prematurely. They judge things prematurely. Because an impatient person, they don't understand that it's going to take time for this apple seed to grow. It's going to take time for people to grow. We're judging people in the middle of their transition because God is not through with them yet. And he is the one that caused the, able to cause them to stand, not us. Galatians 5.19 I want to go to Galatians 5.22 because I want to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. Because without patience, the fruits of the Spirit will not be able to manifest. It says Galatians 5.22. This is the Christian Standard Version 22.23. And I'm going to end it here. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruits of the Spirit is love. Love is the first fruit of the Spirit. Why? Because God is love. It's not that just God loves us, but God is love. Love is who God is. So we say joy, peace, patience. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Tribulations work patience. We can't pray for patience. Trouble is going to produce the patience. Because when we're in, we have to endure hardness like a good soldier. And if we can endure hardness, those troubled times, those tribulations, because it's easy to praise the Lord when things are good. But we must be able to praise God when things are not always good. Okay? So we need to let patience have its perfect work. Because the fruits of the Spirit are going to come. Because see, when we're not patient, we're not, an impatient person is not a lovely, loving person. Because an impatient person is anxious. They're not going to have joy. An impatient person is not going to have peace because they're going to be anxious. An impatient person definitely is not a patient person, right? An impatient person is not going to be a kind person because they're not even thinking about, you know, the needs of others. They're only thinking about trying to hurry, hurry up and get it done. It doesn't matter. No excuses. An impatient person is a black and white person. There's no in between. And what I mean by that when I say there's no in between is that there's no understanding of other people. The only thing they understand is how they are and what they want. That's what an impatient person is. No condemnation because today is another day. We get to do what God say, right? We get to repent from the things we didn't do 
and we get to ask God for wisdom so we can do what, what he said for us to do, right? So I'm talking about the fruits of the spirit right now. I'm saying a patient person is, is not a lovely person. Impatient people are not kind, okay? So a patient person is not a kind person because they're anxious and they're rude, okay? An impatient person is not a good person because of the rudeness. It doesn't make people feel like someone said they're very rude with me. They didn't feel kindness. They didn't feel goodness because when you're rude, it doesn't, it blocks out everything else. An impatient person is a faithless person. Why? Because an impatient person cannot endure. They're going to come up off the promise. They're not going to be able to endure. They're not going to be able to see it through because we have need of patience after we've done the will of God because we're going to have to wait on God. There's no condemnation. Let me go back with this. So a patient person has love. A patient person has joy. A patient person has peace. A patient person is a patient person. A patient person has kindness. A patient person has self-control. These are the fruits of the spirit. Out of patience, faith, love. Uh, out of patience is going to come the rest of the fruits of the spirit. Out of patience is going to come love. Out of patience is going to come joy. So if you don't have love, if you don't have joy, if you don't have peace, if you don't have patience, if you don't have kindness, if you don't have goodness, if you don't have faithfulness, it's all coming because you're not patient. We can know Bible verses. We can have faith to move mountains. We can know scriptures. We can have all the other religious stuff that we do. But if we don't have patience, our love is, our faith is not going to work. And our faith is not going to work because we're not going to have love. Faith worketh by love. Our motive must be God. Our motive must be love in everything we do. In word or deed, we must do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to end it here. There's no condemnation because today is another good day. And if any part of this podcast has touched you or convicted you, convinced you, encouraged you in any way, if it has encouraged you, Lord, I thank you. If it has corrected you, Lord, I thank you. Why? Because God chastised those that he loved. And I'm getting ready to end it here. Thank you guys for joining in again. This is Pearly Martin. Join my podcast page. I'll join the prayer room if you'd like to pray on Facebook. Follow me on Rap Time Martin. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness in your day. Let patience have its perfect work so we can be mature, entire, complete, lacking, and wanting nothing because patience those who are patient they're going to be able to endure to the end those who are patient is going to see god's promises manifest not just in their lives but in the lives of others let's wait not just in patience but we have to wait in love because love believeth all things love does not think evil of people Okay, love, believe good things about people, not evil things about people. So when you're finding yourself having evil thoughts about people, just know that we're not operating in love. That's the deceiver. That's the devil. Because when we get in the natural realm, that's when we see people in the natural. But when we walk in the spirit, then we can call those things which be not as though they were. We'll begin to see who people the way God sees people. But if we're walking in the carnal realm, we're going to judge people based upon what they see, not based upon who God says they are. Um, I'm getting ready to end it here. No condemnation. Today is another day we get to do what God say. You guys be so blessed. Be encouraged. Keep looking for the good things in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And let's remember that in everything and in all things, let's remember to continue to give God all honor, glory, Thanks.
and praise and getting ready to end it here. Please share this podcast with someone you love because that's what love is. God chastised those that he loved. And if judgment is going to begin, it's going to begin at the house of the Lord and it's starting right now. And so um, if we'll deal with those issues in private, God won't have to expose us publicly. I don't know about you, but Lord, here I am. I repent. I repent of everything that you've said today, Lord God. And I ask that you created me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit, Father God. I will be patient with others, Father, the way you are patient with me. We have to be patient with others the way God is patient with us. Because to say we love God and to be mean to people, that's not true. God said that's a lie. You can't love people who you can't see. You can't love a God who we can't see. That's the greatest deception. I love the Lord, but I hate my spouse. I love the Lord, but I don't like this person. God is saying, Lord, we're sorry to you. Father, we come and we say we sorry. We sorry, God, for be, being haughty, for being prideful, for being high-minded, for thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to, Father. We're sorry, Father. We're sorry for being impatient with people, Lord God. And we ask you for your wisdom, Father, your wisdom to deal with people, Lord God, your wisdom to, your wisdom to bring correction um, in love, Father God. And we give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father God. For you said love, thinking no evil, Father we ask you forgive us for thinking evil thoughts about other people. And we give you the glory, Father. We give you the honor, Lord God. And we give you all the praise right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, I'm finna end it here. Please share this podcast with someone you love. Please share it with someone who don't love you. Please share it with someone who do love you. Um, let's just help sh- spread the word. Let's help share the word so that we can grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed and be encouraged.